She's go going up into her 60s. Uh, she actually hit up in her 60s. And um, so they test her Friday, uh, four days later, and she's at 52%. And she's coming home today. And um, the doctor said in the next year and a half to three years, they're coming out with a new uh, medication that helps rebuild the gene for um, that's deleted for cystic fibrosis. And he actually called it a cure if he can give it to younger kids that are like five or six years old to actually stop the uh, salt water imbalance in the body and help um, make the body run more efficiently. Um, Saray is eligible for it. And um, but like I said, her numbers keep going up. And it's, uh, it's a blessing. Thank you. I usually go back there, but I called my friend. Uh, Trad's leaving for Chico State, so why don't you come up? We'll pray with you. We'll pray for Dino. Uh, Saray is going into 11th grade? Yeah. Yeah. So when, let's just kind of gather around, and let's, let's pray. Trad is going to uh, Chico State, and, and this is your last Sunday, right? So he's been part of our, our church for five the last five years, and... Uh, Anybody else have a special need that maybe we missed? Because we want to pray for you. You want to make a public need. We have private needs. We have needs we print. And then we have like just needs like today. Lord, thank you for Sreya. Thank you for these lungs. Lord, we pray for that 61%. Uh, we pray for this new medicine in Jesus' name that could bring a complete health to her. But Lord, you're in charge. Or be a trad as he uh, goes to school and as he changes a whole uh, big step into college, Lord, and uh, as he, he runs there. But, Lord, I pray that he would find that church, that he'd find his Christian friends, that his faith, uh, he wouldn't graduate from God, uh, that he would continue to grow in his faith with God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kids, you've been great. So let, you, aren't you, all the kids come up, meet, meet Ruth right here in the middle, and we're going to release you to uh, Super Church. We have four different classes. Judy, get ready to share, okay? I'm going to have you share, before you leave, I'm going to have you share kind of what, how God used you the last couple weeks in your teaching and where you were, because God does a lot of great things that people don't know about. Okay. You guys ready to pray? Okay, you ready? Lord, be with our kids, be with our teachers, let them learn about the love of Jesus. And all the kids said? Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> we love kids at our church. And sometimes you look around, you say, what is God doing? And it's so neat to see God using a lot of you in a lot of different ways. Judy loves missions, and God has given her a real special call, and so you want to just kind of share, kind of like your last couple weeks, like who you taught and where you taught and what God did. That'd be okay. Yes, and it's good to be back. But uh, starting the first part of July, I was in Pasadena, and uh, I work uh, volunteer for Perspectives. It's a course that uh, opens your eyes to what God's doing in the world through history uh, in uh, a 
taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who have never heard his name before. So my little part in it, uh, one of them, is to train coordinators who then facilitate these classes all around the country. And I got to do one of those trainings in Pasadena. Uh, that was exciting because uh, many of the younger people attending that training will go out around the nation. They're part of the traveling team that ministers uh, in different schools around the country. So we hope to see classes born out of those uh, trained coordinators. Then I stayed a week in the Pasadena office to help with finances, and that's my behind-the-scenes thing, sitting in my computer doing reporting uh, where it, God loves bean counters, too. <laughs> and then after that, the really exciting thing for me personally, and Gary got to go with me, uh, went to Kona, Hawaii on the big island and did another two-day coordinator training there. Uh, there's four people that look like they're going to be a really good team to get uh, courses going in Hawaii, which is a, such a strategic placing uh, to reach the nations because uh, they have a lot of people coming in and going back out. So it's a wonderful ministry there and a wonderful, exciting opportunity to see God's creation in a little different view than we get here at home and see his great uh, majesty and variety. So praise God. I love when God is using uh, home groups and mission trips and and you know individuals doing doing God's work. That's, that's what the kingdom of God is all about. And we 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 all kind of do it a little bit, maybe in a different way. But we we give God uh, we give God the glory. Uh, announcement wise, there's a couple fun things coming as a church. We're going to do a baptism at the beach, and it's September 24th, and we'll take the bus down there. So some of you folk who've never been in the bus, you don't have to be young to be on that bus. I'll, I'll clean it up a little extra because uh, it's a little dusty currently. It's a little dusty, and we'll probably turn the music down a little bit. But we're just going to go down and have a time of worship around a fire, and we'll do hot dogs together, and we'll do a baptism, and uh, that's coming up on uh, the, the Sunday, the 24th. So we're just praying for a nice day down there because it's going to be really nice. We're going to be really cold. Bring a sweatshirt, and you can drive down there yourself. And as that gets closer, we'll kind of give you the exact location, but it will, it will be there at... Uh, at Cayucas. So that's on there. There's kind of a membership, kind of get to know the leadership of the church coming up. And then we're also, be praying for us as Pastor Guy and the board as we prepare to bring uh, uh, staff to kind of help with youth ministry as I kind of change one role to the other. And so just be praying for that. You have been and continue to be praying, praying for that. And there, there'll be more information to come. So that's a few of the announcements here. Uh, family Fun Day is going to be at the Slossens House, and that's August 26th. And we're just trying to bring uh, families together, and we are going to swim and, and, of course, barbecue and just kind of get to know one another. We'll have a bounce house, and it'll kind of cost nothing. Great time to just be, a, and it's not like, if, you have, if you're a family, you got elementary, you got 
preschool, you got middle school. I mean, it's that's type, that type of group where, where you're invited. And we have some people in our preschool that we're praying that would just kind of be part and kind of use this as a way to just kind of introduce people, not to the church, the church can't save, to introduce them to Jesus, to build friendship. And uh, yeah, so that's taking place and that's in the bulletin. Pretty awesome. Ushers, you probably just got done with all the communion stuff, right? Oh, we got a little, oh, Joel's doing it. Thank you, Joel. And Tom. Got Gary back to work. They've been gone for like three or four weeks, so this is it's kind of weird you guys not being here. Gary lost another five pounds. You're looking pretty awesome there, Gary. <laughs> Lord, you're a big God, and thank you for faithfulness and giving. You tell us to be givers. You uh, ask us to be givers. And thank you, Lord, that money, I pray, converts into kingdom business. Uh, life's being discipled. Uh, people coming to salvation. People being equipped and trained and being sent to this world. Uh, thank you for this church that knows how to give. Uh, you're a great God. Amen. Amen. So Tatum leaves Sunday. And we, we want to be real clear. Last week, we prayed over her. As a church, we gave her that $350 from you all. And so she's about 2000 short. So that's where we're at. So not that you're responsible for that, but we as a church are responsible to pray for that. Uh, I'll just say that Christine and I will give a, a gift. We'll pray, and there'll be a personal gift that will go to the church to Tatum. And the church allows that and encourages that. But again, it's not a pressure thing. It's just an opportunity to support what God is doing right here in our, in our, in our body. We were down playing soccer on Friday night, right, JJ? And who won? They did. It's the bad part is that they, we were playing their B team. That was not the A team. The A team got in trouble. And so they sent all the middle school kids, and, and they, we, they still beat us. Sorry. They scored within how fast did they score that first goal? 30 seconds, probably. And then we played in the dark, and we had just a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. Amen. Anything else? Just kind of a little update. Uh, welcome. If you came in, I, I, this is the family of God. And uh, we want to learn to get to know him and to serve him and walk with him. And thank you for your prayers. Uh, we'll, I'll share some of Mexico. Uh, maybe at the end, if some of the young people want to share, it's not real scheduled. We got in about 11.30 last night, so there wasn't a lot of scheduling, just a lot of driving. And uh, Wyatt threw us a nice party Friday night. Hum, Wyatt. Yeah. You should have seen all those, those orphanage kids. We were, it was after. We've done all the spiritual stuff, so the end of the week is what? We've got to celebrate. And they were, like, line dancing to Spanish country music, and we were eating chocolate and playing Connect Four, and it was amazing. It was amazing. So next time you'll have to have to have to join us. What are you laughing at, Chad? So Monday morning, I asked you to pray between nine and twelve, and uh, that's probably our most, for me, the most spiritual, like pressure, in getting through the border. And uh, thank you for your prayers, because we, our vehicles were x-rayed, uh, every student had their passport, every child had their passport, all 61 of us lined up 
uh, we did our thing. We, we, God did his thing, and we got, we got through that in about an hour and a half max from beginning to end. It was wonderful. We got to the orphanage. We had everything. Was nothing, everything got through. So Sylvester was helping pass out clothes at the dump church. And this man was the first one there. And we had a plan for all this clothes that you donated. And this man asked Sylvester if there was a pair of shoes that he could have. And Sylvester looks down. He's in his house slippers. And he had come from the middle of Mexico up to Tijuana to work. And Sylvester said, Lord, let there be a pair of shoes in one of these suitcases. Lord, let there be a pair of shoes. And so some of the students were cooking breakfast. Some of the students were up working on the carnival, kind of getting things set up. Some students were opening suitcases. And uh, Sylvester, there's a lot of ladies' clothes. There's ladies' shoes. And it's like he told the man, you know, we'll just keep opening suitcases. And he opens a suitcase. And then Sylvester tells a story. He finds a pair of tennis shoes, right? And this man was so happy for a used pair of tennis shoes. And he was applying for jobs, and uh, he came to the church every morning to get a little food. Uh, about 150 people were served breakfast that morning, and that one man left with a pair of 11 used tennis shoes that one of you gave, and uh, he left a happy man. So Sylvester was kind of in tears as he shared that, because why would God care enough about one pair of shoes and an old suitcase for a man who traveled half across his country to find work and found himself hungry and found himself at a church and God provided him a pair of shoes. And that's just the type of God I serve. How about you? Is that the type of God that you serve? Amen. So Lord, uh, as we read your word today, as we uh, talk about the power of God, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, that you're able to be God. If it's medical issues, if it's family crisis, if it's the $2,000 that Tatum needs, if it's a call to go back to the high school and help lead a FCA club, whatever it is, Lord, if it's to love our siblings or to respect and obey our parents, we need you, God. Open our hearts. Open our eyes to the things of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I started uh, kind of putting this together, honestly, as we were driving up the freeway, and uh, the word dangerous came to mind. Uh, and I began to write, it may be dangerous to hand a mic to someone who yesterday was hugging orphans. Have you ever hugged an orphan before? I kind of kind of deep in your soul, you uh, begin to understand the love of God. It might be dangerous to hand a mic to someone like me that a few days ago were feeding the hungry an old dump, old dump site. Because it's kind of dangerous you start doing God's work. Because your faith begins to grow and you begin to see God do mighty things. And the, the common ordinary is like, God, we just want you to be God. It's kind of dangerous to hand a mic to someone who uh, saw parents, imagine this, a parents that went to, our, to the mission trip. So on Friday, after we, we rented a pool, so there's, I don't know, 200 people in this pool, and there's inner tubes flying, there's people jumping off, right? There's kids swimming around with diapers on. It doesn't matter. It's Mexico. And the water keeps getting browner. 
<laughs> and some of the team said, Pastor Guy, have you ever done a baptism in Mexico before? So at the, uh, there's a group of young people worshiping around the pool. We had the bounce houses going. Uh, like I said, we had inner tubes. It was just, you can imagine, palm trees, uh, this beautiful valley. And uh, we kind of pulled, we pulled together, and all the orphanage kids were watching, uh, and we did a baptism. And here's a mom and dad, and Jeff and Allison Mount. They're, Jeff is a teacher at Pastor Rolls High School. And they get to baptize their daughter. How cool is that? How biblical is that? Not only their daughter, but their adopted daughter. So there they are, loving orphans, being a mom and dad who, I don't know the story, adopts three into their home. And now they're baptizing them on a mission trip. Now, isn't that a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like? Jeff said to his daughter, Sonny, you're 13, and so I'm going to give you Psalms 13 as your verse for baptism. And there's Allison and Jeff, and here's all the orphanage kids, and here's the worship team going. We baptize you, the dad baptizing her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what the kingdom of God looks like. It's dangerous. Uh, it's not life as normal. As you begin to give your life to Jesus, you're going to begin to see Jesus' things happen. Don't sell yourself short. It wasn't too long after little Lucas, and I wish, they, I wish Melissa and everyone was here, Jason, and they're always here, but they're not here this morning. And Luke is like, I want to be baptized. And there's Melissa crying. So this is their middle son. And he's the one who gave the peso away. Remember the story last week? He's the one who found the peso at the garage sale. And he sent it to the orphanage. He actually gave it to the offering. And then we sent it to the orphanage. Then the orphanage invited him back to join the trip. Guess who was baptized in Mexico? Lucas. We baptized Lucas in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And not only was the water wet, but the, the tears of joy were real. Amen. Coco was baptized. Amen. Our new friend. The night before, Coco was at church. And we came forward to pray for the people at church. And there was people coming forward that had a brother who was addicted. And there was another man who was asked prayer for, for men's ministry at the church. And there was a number of, there was a healing that took place. And I wasn't part of that. But a number of students had a chance to lay hands on a woman. And at the end of the prayer, she said that her back was What's better? Anybody, anybody pray for there, a, couple, a couple of you? Okay. Did God show up in that lady's life? That's, it's dangerous. It's not life as, as normal. And we're going to read some scriptures. It's supposed to be dangerous. Jesus came to a broken world, and he couldn't just be normal. He had to come and bring the power of his Father with him, right? So there, and I've never, because it was a tile floor, most of have carpet, 
But I looked down at Coco's feet, and there was a puddle of tears. I said, wow, God's really working. God's doing something neat in Coco's life. So we went to minister to others, and then all of a sudden, our students started praying left and right, and God began to just, began to just minister. I, to this day, I don't know exactly what God told Coco, but I know God was speaking. And she kind of quietly at the pool raised her hand and said, I want to be baptized. I asked her, do you love Jesus? And what did you say? Of course. <laughs> Sarcastic teenagers. Of course I love Jesus. What do you think I'm in this pool for? I'm going to identify with the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? So it might be dangerous giving me a mic this morning. It was Coco's aunt, who already has it. How many kids does she have in her home? Six? And so your aunt brought four others to the mission trip, starting with Jimmy, and it kind of goes up, right? So here's a mom. Life's not, what mom would bring five total of six on a mission trip? What crazy pastor would say, yeah, there's room on the bus for you? <laughs> Our bus kind of looked like a daycare center true. It was like families everywhere. Right? Where's or Ruth downstairs? Ruth was part of that team, and so was, so was Lucas. And, and it, was, it was like, okay, God. I, okay, God. It was cool. Life is, can be dangerous. I'm thinking, what mother in her right mind would get on that old bus with six kids? Thank you, Tim. God's hands upon that crazy bus, huh? Amen. I had one parent who, my wife, my wife's here or not here? So that one parent who deposited who? Four of their precious kids that didn't even know us. That's crazy. Say, you take them on a mission trip. And they're missionaries themselves, right? Emily, Christy, Rebecca. Maybe it was three. Three. Yeah. So I'm not sure what God's calling you to do in a dangerous way with your life. Uh, it doesn't have to be without sense, but there's a place where God still wants you to take a step. Right, Tatum? How easy would it have been to go to Cuesta? There's nothing wrong with Cuesta. I mean, those going to Cuesta, amen. But, like, is it kind of crazy, dangerous faith? You've been to Thailand already this year. You've been in Nicaragua. The little kids were asking about you at the orphanage. Parents, it's dangerous to let your kids grow up in church because may, you may lose them to the mission field. You may lose them to some foreign country that doesn't want the gospel to be shared. Is that okay? They may stay right here and be God's light right here on, in Pastor Robles. It's okay to say, God, my kids belong to you. I tell you, it's a lot better sending Tatum to Australia than a rehab center. What do you think, Ed? Would you rather be shipping her to a rehab center or send her off to Australia? Amen, right? Dangerous, huh? To have Jesus in your heart, it gets a little bit dangerous. 
we left Sylvester, we left Pam, and we left Terry in Mexico. And guess where they are this morning? Anybody want to guess where they are this morning? The church that you helped build a year and a half ago, Pastor Enrique, he's in that, they're in that church. Terry said, I helped build it, and I prayed for it, I gave, and I'm going to stay. And I'm going to stay. So all that kitchen stuff, just sitting in that trailer, just rotting. All those dirty towels and all those tents, and Chad and I don't have to look at it for another week. Amen. <laughs> who wants that trailer full of Terry stuff anyway? Like, they couldn't just do a week. They like, we are staying. So Pastor Guy, figure it out. So I think Jennifer drove home Sylvester's truck. And Wyatt, did you ever drive that day? No, I was hoping she'd let you have drive that cool truck. No. It's dangerous to hand me a mic today. It's dangerous to ask anyone here that has Jesus in their heart to talk about the greatness of God. Because we do have something to say. So I'm going to re- do a little reading of Scripture. Because you're going to see the same heart throughout Scripture. And we're going to first look at Psalms 146. Psalms 146. Verse 5. Blessed is he whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, his God. The maker of heaven and earth. What an adventure that was. The maker of heaven and earth. That's, what, that's my God. The seas and everything in them. The Lord who remains faithful forever. So what is God all about? What's God's heart? Verse 7, 8, and 9 talks about the heart of the God. He upholds the cause of who? The oppressed. That's a fun group to work with. He gives food to who? The hungry. The Lord sets who free? The prisoners. It's a rough crowd. A few tattoos. The Lord gives sight to the what? The blind. He lifts up those who are what? Bowed down. He loves the righteous. The Lord watches after or over the who? Strangers, my version says aliens. I'm not talking about outer space. I'm talking about like aliens from illegal aliens. Aliens that are, are, are stuck in between countries, running and looking for freedom. My God watches over the alien and sustains the who? The fatherless and the, the widow. It's like a fun job. It's a dangerous job. You're hanging out with the aliens and the fatherless and the widows and the blind and the prisoner and the hungry and the oppressed. It's a pretty crazy God. Amen? And God calls us to do his work. So we can go to uh, Luke chapter 4. And uh, Jesus goes through the temptations He's been baptized the chapter before, and now he ends up in church. And he says to the church, it's time to get dangerous. 
This is my job description. And he gets up in the synagogue, and he went to Nazareth. This is Luke 4, verse 16. He went to Nazareth. Now, he had been filled with the Holy Spirit. The Father declared, this is my son who I'm well pleased. He, he was tempted, and he, he came out of the desert. Because when we're tempted, God wants us to come out of the desert, what? Strong or weak? Stronger. When temptations come, they're there to make us stronger. I know sometimes when I'm tempted, I walk away weaker. But God's heart, even in temptation, is you come out of temptation, you are more filled with God. Because a temptation creates crisis, and if we fill ourselves with the, the Spirit of God and the Word of God, we can walk out victorious. And that victory doesn't just come from our own strength, but comes from His strength. And so Jesus went to the desert for how many days? 40, and then he didn't eat, right? He fasted for 40 days. He met, he, he met, he met, you know who he met. And he threw everything he had at him, and Jesus came out because he was quoting scripture, and he was saying, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And now he stands up in the synagogue. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue as his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place and said, this is what Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to pr proclaim freedom for the prisoner, to recover his sight for the blind, and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Sounds pretty dangerous to me. Sounds like you better have God in you if you want to accomplish anything, because this is not lightweight work. This is God's work. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Everybody's going like. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And then we know that he went with the power of God and actually began to do these things. So we as God's people need to read them. And then we need to say, Lord, now you need to fill me with the the Holy Spirit and with the Word and need to put a team around me so I could go and do your work. I think last week we talked about his work being grandkids. Paul and Audie were sitting right there. They said, Pastor Guy, how did you know that we, that was our whole intention with our grandkids that week? Because I mentioned that they prayed over meals and because I know Paul and Audie. They had a week with their grandkids and they're not really being brought up in a Christian environment. And they had a whole week to share Jesus with him. He said, we took them to the mission so they could just, we could talk about the things of the Lord and what happens when you pray. And they were looking for opportunities. They said, when you said that, that was a confirmation in our heart. Like we had done the right thing. We were very intentional. So God's work is is." The Holy Spirit will tell you what God's work is. For them that week, it was having their grandkids. They took them to the fair. They took them to the beach. I saw the pictures on Facebook. They took them everywhere they could. But their intent was to live Jesus right in front of them and talk about Jesus 
think, I think it was in Deuteronomy, when I stand, when I sit, when I walk, walk along the road, when I, when I talk, we're going we're gonna, to, for like me and my house, we're going we're gonna to live for the Lord. Uh, that's God's word. I could go on and read some more scriptures. Uh, James is a little shorter piece, and it says, don't merely listen to the word of God. Do what it says. This is James chapter 1. Uh, he says, if anyone considers himself religious and does not keep a right, a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself, and his re- religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. We had that young lady, McKinsey, stood right here. And if there has been a prophetic word for me, I don't know if it was for you, but she was talking about injustice. And she was talking about the injustice she saw in South Africa and the, the uh, issues between kind of the classes there, meaning like upper class and lower class and the haves and the have-nots. And she was almost angry with God. Where's the justice? What are you going to do for the poor? What are you going to do for the oppressed? What are you going to do for the hungry? says, where are you, God? And she stood right here, and tears are running down my face. Yes, God, where are you in those situations? And most people will talk about injustice, but she had the answer that, that morning. And what she said was, Jesus whispered in my heart, that's why I'm sending you. You're my justice. Wow. We are his hands. We are his feet. And we go in the power of the Lord to love. We go in the, the power of the Lord to line dance, Wyatt to watch those kids have fun, to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to find a pair of shoes for, for a man who traveled halfway up his country looking for work. That is the, the work of God and in the power of God. And what happens is the reason we need to have teams and the reason we need to work together because the more we have God's heart, the more we work with one another and as we pray for one another and we, each one does their part, then what happens is, is the, the kingdom is advanced, and uh, families are touched, and communities are touched, and our friends are touched by, by the love and the power of God. Did anybody go to the fair? Okay, I, how did all that go, okay? They, they were there. So, I just went a couple times, but I, maybe I'm weird. I know I'm weird. I'm looking for Jesus at the fair. So I went to Christian night, Jesus at the fair, Phil Wickham. We worship God. Preston got us front row seats. There I was, front row, worshiping Jesus. Look back, here's all your Christian friends worshiping Jesus. What's everybody else doing in the fair? Drinking beer, getting crazy, right? Did you do the fair? So, no? You guys been to the fair? Is that a godly place? Not really. Is it a godly place? No. It's nice when Jesus shows up at the fair, all right? So do you guys walk to the booths at all, the little booth? Does anybody still do that? Who walked to the booths? Okay. I was so excited. I was so excited when I walked by and they were handing out Bibles at the fair. It was the Gideons, and they were doing God's work. Right? And they're half past, there, right there. See? Like, why can't God be at the fair? And it was like, they're always like so prim and proper. They need to relax a little bit. But the Gideons are like, Ooh, but they have the Word of God, and they're, they're making it available, and they're, it's free, and, and there they are. 
this little dorky stand, passing out Jesus. Amen. Did anybody else see anything at the fair that was kind of like Jesus at the fair? You don't see no walk to the fair looking for Jesus. You're looking for cinnamon rolls. You're looking for sodas. We bought this big old piece of chicken. It was like, I don't know, like nine thighs on a stick. Did anybody have one of those? The barbecue is a big old piece of chicken. My wife and I ate it for three days. It was really good. Okay, so we're walking to the fair. I see child, if, f- f- child fellowship evangelism. Anybody see them? Okay, so they're passing out wristbands, and they're talking about Jesus, and they're doing like little Bible studies. Anybody see them? Okay, a few of you. Okay, Jesus at the fair. We need to take Jesus at work and home and neighborhoods and high schools. Lord, because we're empowered by you and we're filled by you, you told us to, you told us to do some crazy things. Help the orphans and the widows and the oppressed and those in prison and all those crazy things. So like, wherever we go, Lord, let us take Jesus with us. This is the one that rocked my life. It was, it was a table full of pictures of un- unborn babies, like in the mother's womb. And there was models. And there was, it was, it was, I'm thinking, oh, cool, Tree of Life is here. Tree of Life is promoting life. Tree of Life is, and guess what? It wasn't Tree of Life. It was the Catholic Church. Because they're so, they, they're so into life. That's why they all have like nine kids. They promote children. They promote life. That life begins at conception. That abortion is not an option. And they had like a double wide table. And I'm going to tell you, the joy of the Lord was upon there because that's what God, if God was at the fair, he'd have a pro-life table. And he'd be, he'd be promoting life. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is so cool. I'm glad I came to the fair tonight because I've seen Jesus at the fair. I mean, I'm, we need to say, Lord, help us bring life. Help us bring freedom. Help us bring your truth to wherever we're called. Maybe you'll never go to the orphanage. That's okay. But you, you all have some place that God's going to call you to. That's all. I just those four places. Phil Wickham, the Catholic, the Catholic diocese, the, 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 the Gideons passing out Bibles with a tie on. And, and, and you guys ever met a Gideon? They all wear ties, right? I mean, they were just like, wow, these guys are like, whoo, they love the word. And, and then child evangelism, they got their silly little puppets, and you kind of walk by and go, dorky. And then, but at the same time, you're thinking, praise God for dorky. Praise God for people willing to pass out Bibles. Praise God for somebody in the fair willing to talk about life and the things of God. I'm, I'm like blown away. I'm having a God moment right at the fair. So this is a file of missionaries who sent me letters since I've been the pastor here. And guess what missionaries are doing? The things of God. And you open up their letter, and you go, wow, I want to join that. I want to be part of that. I'm going to open up a few letters. We've read some pretty powerful verses. Matthew 25 was the last verse I was going to read. And it's just, you've all heard this verse. Then the king said to those on the right, Come, you're blessed. Take inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me something to 
eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And when I was a stranger, you invited me in. And when I needed clothes or a pair of tennis shoes, you gave me clothes. And when I was sick, you looked after me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. And they looked at him like that little look, like, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Like, when were you thirsty and you gave us something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and we invited you in or needed clothes and we clothed you? When did we do such things? When did we see you sick or in prison and come visit you? And you, you know what the response was, right? The response was, I tell you the truth. Whatever you do, for the least of these brothers of mine, you do unto me. This is a tree of life letter. I have exciting news for you. We're doing God's work. And it doesn't say that, but that's what they're saying. We're all about life. We're about life. God doesn't make mistakes, even when mistakes were made. First, we are buying a new ultrasound machine for the San Luis Obispo office. As you know, ultrasound technology is, uh, is invaluable for the fight for life. Statistically, more than 90% of women who see their baby on an ultrasound machine end up choosing life. It's such an important tool. The ultrasound machine in our task office is very old and needs to be upgraded. So we're planning to move the nice machine we currently have in San Luis Obispo to Tascadero. This will allow us to connect a big screen TV to the machine in a Tascadero. We've done the same in San Luis and the impact is awesome. So now we have great quality machines along with big screen TVs in both offices. But wait, that's not all. As you can imagine, ultra machines are very are not cheap. The one, uh, the one we want is approximately twenty six thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that's not a lot of money, doesn't it? We buy a car for that, or we can save a life. See, it's good, dangerous. It's kind of dangerous to, to think like God thinks. Uh, we actually, uh, w which is actually a very good deal. We have already received a generous donation from a local church and a few donors, and we still need 15,000 more. Here's the exact opportunity. I wonder if, if a local couple who agreed to match all donations up to $6,000. Think of this. Any donation we receive is doubled. And I read this going, that's God's work. There's a letter here from a group of people that it's about the whole idea of young people being saved, kind of sold into sexual slavery. And there's a Christian group who is trying to educate us on how to keep our kids from sliding into that area. And it's a, it's a ministry right here in our town. And they're godly people. I'm not, this word is it's kind of hard. Why don't you read this word for me? Because I'm kind of stuck on how you pronounce that. Which right. one? It's right here. Whoa, North I County. Abolitionists. 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 
and they're trying to equip the church people how to save young girls from going into the whole sex slavery right in our own community. Praise God. Wouldn't that what Jesus would be doing? Here's a good friend of mine who is in El Salvador. You know how bad El Salvador is? They kind of left Colombia, what we think of Colombia, and they went to San Salvador. And so Bob Bueno comes by, and uh, his son Bob, not dad Bob, and he's running Latin American child care centers in El Salvador. Very oppressed there. I have one young man that his son, so his daddy got killed in El Salvador by 13, the, the gang 13. And he, he came to youth group for a couple of years, and he kind of privately told me that he, his daddy died in his arms when he was killed by 13. And that right after that, his family moved to Paso Robles. And I told him I helped build a church in El Salvador. And so he was really interested. We had this great dialogue. This is, this is where one of our missionaries live. And they run schools within those districts. So Bob said to me, before I go to a school, I have to call the principal. This is so cool. The principal has to call the gang 13 head guy and to let me in. And guess who's going to school at our Christian schools? The gang kids. Because they're getting taught, and they're, getting, and they're in a safe school. And so for me to visit a school, I call the principal. The principal calls the gang leader. The gang leader calls the street gang. And then I can come in at a certain time with a certain car with a right license plate. Otherwise, I am not welcome. I'm thinking, that's what God would do. He would have schools open in gang-infested areas in El Salvador. And he wouldn't just, like, feed anybody. He would actually, now I wouldn't, I would say, man, your kids don't need food and money because you got all the drug money. No, God would actually feed the, the gang leader's kids, right? And somehow they would come to Jesus, and then they'd take Jesus home, and all of a sudden, the whole family would become Christians. Is that dangerous? Wow. I hung out with Bob for a moment. We went to Vanguard together. Sorry, Rick, it was Vanguard and not Bethany, but that's okay. At least Vanguard's still there. No. <laughs> uh, that's God's business. And I got just piles. Here's a Whiffcliff lady. Her name is Emily. She's connected to the Stewarts. And, and here's Good News Club. And here's Angel Tree. And you're reaching out to what? Prisoners' kids, right? And here's Charlie's lunch that's feeding kids and teaching about Jesus. I mean, right? Right? <laughs> He's like, this is what happens. People are called to do God's work, and we're called to what? Pray for them, to join them, to be obedient to God. We can't, I can't do all this. You can't do this. Our little church can't do all this. But the thing is, God's work is being done. And we as a church just need to be faithful. And we need to be empowered by the Spirit of God. And we got to learn to say yes. Amen? That's a lot of notes. I tell you the truth, whatever you do for the least of them, you do for me. Let's stand together. See, I get fired up by this stuff because I see it in Scripture. Then I walk through a fair, and I see people actually doing it at the fair. And I go to the high school, I see high school kids doing it. And I go to your business place, and I see you doing it. I see Chuck visiting. I see John visiting Chuck. I see people loving Vicky and taking care of her grandkids. I see it happening.
It's not like this is not happening. It's happening, people. I see, I see friends visiting people, friends that are maybe struggling with depression, and they bring them flowers. That's the kingdom of God. I see bus full of kids and people going to Mexico, loving one another. That's the kingdom of God. Amen? I see people teaching next door, Ken and Danette and Sandy and, and Rachel. I see worship teams. I see sound people. I see people reaching out to young people. I see that's the kingdom of God. It's dangerous. It takes time. It takes money. It takes sacrifice. It's not comfortable. But when God gives you it, it's like, get out of my way. I'm, God, let's do this. Amen? So here we are, God, your, your people. We're this church with the name of Christian Life Center right here in this corner. Lord, thank you for coming by and touching us. It's not by might, or by, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, breathe on us. Breathe upon youth ministries. Breathe upon family ministries. Breathe upon worship. Let us be a praying church. Let us be a church that loves missions. And Lord, give us a heart that would only grow. We pray over uh, Tree of Life Ministries. We pray over this ministry that prevents young women from going into uh, sex slavery that, that is often kind of over the internet and somehow connected in that way, Lord. There are so many beautiful things happening. And we do it unto you, O oh Lord. So Lord, uh, speak to us, Lord, just one little step at a time. You know, I think this morning is something a little bit different. If, if you feel like you want to say yes to God, just to be available, just kind of move towards the middle. Just, we're just going to close just kind of in the middle. If it's whatever you're called to, a home group, a science school class, uh, a, a neighbor, uh, a family member, a grandchild, just if you know the call of God's on your life, to be used by God. Just kind, of, just kind of move towards the middle. Just right in the middle aisle. Just, let's just slide together. Just, just slide in. And as a little statement, you're saying, God, here I am. Use me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't be afraid to slide over. Even if, if, if that's, you want to respond to the word of God this morning by sliding over you understand that it is our job to take Jesus everywhere. If we paint cars, we can still take Jesus to work. If we're retired in our neighborhood, we can just love our neighbor in the name of Jesus. Ministry to your family and to your children. Ministers, husbands and wives to one another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, just fall afresh on us. Greater is he that's in us as in the world. Lord, let us be your hands and your feet. Lord, as we are called by you, we're going to be empowered by you. Lord, that we could take Jesus into our world. our own home. Sometimes the hardest place, Lord. We pray for our brothers and our sisters and our moms and our dads, 
our sons and our daughters, our marriages. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For Sandra kind of collecting food for Mexico and craft projects, Lord. That's what the kingdom of God looks like. For dropping a pair of used shoes going to a Christian club at Kermit King and being one of the helpers, helping out at youth group on Monday nights or helping with worship. That's what the kingdom of God is about. Making a meal for someone who is sick. Texting somebody a verse is what the kingdom of God looks like. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to give you a moment just between you and God just to kind of whisper your prayer. close to someone, just put, put your hand on a shoulder, just begin to pray one for another. Just fan into flame those gifts that God has uh, placed in you. Never too old, never too young. Thank you, Jesus. Let us hear your call, Lord. let us begin to take Jesus everywhere we go. Let us live. Be hearers of your word and be doers of your word. Really pray over moms and dads, Lord, that their, uh, their kids would see Jesus in them. That one day, Lord, moms and dads in this room would be baptizing their kids. Moms and dads in this room would be, and grandparents would be taking their kids on mission trips together. The people would be teaching the Word of God. There'd be home groups all over Paso Robles. Be ladies taking care of ladies and ladies' ministries. Lord, it'd come from your heart. The hungry at loaves and fishes would be fed. The, the babies and mother's wombs would be saved through some of us in this room being at Tree of Life. Thank you, Jesus, that we'd be about your work, walking with you, Lord. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Well, church is officially over. You're welcome to stay and visit. Uh, we're always available to pray if you want to pray anymore. Uh, but God bless you. Thank you.